Yak Mala, Yak Mala! Welcome back, my friends, to the Cult Film Showdown. I am your host, Eighth Dan Stanadu, and I am happy to be joined by my good friends. And I have Nick Boxer. Greetings and salutations. I'm looking forward to tonight. Excellent. Also joining us on this uh, extravaganza of goodness is James Cotta. That is uh, James Decatta this week. Ah, James Decatta. So Dom, Dom DeLuise, James Decatta. I see, I see. <laughs> and Jack DeHall, yes. Jack, Jack DeHall? I like Jack it, actually. Dahl. I speak that permanent. <laughs> Not like me to change my name, though. No, no, I know. It's it's. Why would you want to do that? It's your name, after all. You you were born yeah. with it. So don't don't change it, man. But uh, Randy so, challenge. Here we are, here we are on the Cult Film Showdown. We are in Season 17, Enter the Octagon, Part 2, Octagon Harder, and we are moving into Nick's second choice, um, you know, season concept. It was a choice. Yes, it was a choice. Second Bananas First, uh, Promote From Within, whichever you prefer, and uh, and your movie was Hot Stuff. So... You get to talk a lot, so so explain your concept, ex, you know, and then tell us about the movie. Well, I've always thought there are a lot of guys in Hollywood who never get top billing. And once in a while, they do get a shot. It's a rarity, but it happens. And uh, those those exceptions really don't always pay off. So there's some awful movies starring guys who really shouldn't be in the forefront. This one. Hot Stuff is um, a movie starring, uh, oh, who, uh, Dom DeLuise and uh, Smoking the Bandit, uh, uh, Second Banana, Jerry, Jerry Reed. Reed. And uh, they're uh, cops. Um, they're cops in the Burgerly unit. Blah, blah, I can't talk. Um be clear, and it's not the buggery unit. They get the <laughs> yeah. whole of uh, the standard busts where the lawyers know how to beat them on it and kick them out of court. So uh, they devise a little sting operation that's never been tried before, operating a pawn shop. And I'm guessing in this movie that they really wanted a, you know, wacky shit to ensue. Um but it really doesn't. It keeps it really quite mild comedy throughout. Hot stuff, 1979. Um, yeah, what do you guys think of this movie? Lukewarm stuff. <laughs> Not hot stuff? <laughs> Not hot stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this is a, a, a fairly enjoyable movie that's not fit for the octagon. And it's not going to do very well. I, I, I think no, it's destined I, I, for... I would agree with that. No, yeah, I think it's destined to go near the bottom, unfortunately. But uh, generally, I, generally, as a movie, like if I watched this on my own time, I would have been like, yeah, that's the type of movie I probably would have watched on my own time and enjoyed. And, you know, but yeah, it's not, uh, it's not octagon material. I think the, I think the very silly shootout that they have about two thirds of the way through the movie is uh is the most octagony uh bit of the film uh they they decide to uh to arrest a bunch of guys that are um selling guns and you know choose that they'll do that with no backup and just 
basically discuss the arrest. Well, um, they they wound up trying to purchase like everything. Like th- there was nothing that was off limits. Like this was supposed to be stolen goods, but then it becomes drugs and guns and just like whatever the hell they can throw at it. But yes, absolutely, the, the gunfight in the middle is completely out of place and and makes really no sense whatsoever. <laughs> and especially, I mean, That's- you know. Does anyone the, their whole plan does not make a lot of sense to me? No. Other than you know, if you get somebody on videotape selling selling stolen goods, I guess that's great evidence. But I mean, the I mean, halfway through this movie, they they decide to sell the stuff to get more money to buy more stuff, <laughs> and that strikes me as not making a lot of sense. For cops to do, it seems like it's a, just, just as illegal as. Uh, but they're trying to stop. <laughs> it, is, it is an odd choice. <laughs> yeah, but they did kind of try and explain it, just not very well. <laughs> yeah, they, they tried a lot of things, and none of it was particularly done well in that regard. Like I, because this was Dom DeLuise's what directing debut and the only film that he ever wound up directing. So oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> one of those cases where it's just like he may have been out of his element. <laughs> Not the only as a director, that, but... you, that anyone should watch is what the only thing that's easily accessible. And that's the Dom DeLuise pot scene. <laughs> Which actually is quite funny. Uh, yeah, it's quite funny, but it's it's kind of par for the course in the seventies, in that era, late seventies. Like a lot of movies had a pot scene. It's yeah. uh, it, it's it's not as good as the Jackie Gleason uh, acid scene. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, film. But it's it's enjoyable. It's a silly moment. Uh, are we are we ready for scoring? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. <laughs> not, to, not to unbelabor things, but uh... <laughs> but what we're known for are belaboring of things. That's, that is a that's our bread and butter, actually. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Well, in our search for the ultimate B movie, we rate each film in five categories. None of these categories is objective quality. The first category is called schlock appeal. We start with Stan. My favorite part of this movie was absolutely Jerry Reed's theme song. That came, and and then there was a movie in between, and then it ended the movie. And essentially, if I could have cut out the, the stuff in the middle, probably would have been a little bit happier. But it, it, it was silly and amusing and the kind of thing that I would have loved as a you know, 12-year-old. But... Yeah, probably a four. Uh, yeah, um, actually, I think that generous. But I'm going to be a little bit more so because I know this is written by Donald uh, or, uh, yeah, written by Donald E. Westlake, which I mean is of course you know mm-hmm. from uh, the Hunter series or uh, the Parker series. Sorry. Um, and yeah, and that theme song. I mean, Jerry Reed bumps it up there, so I'll go with a five, not high, but. Uh, I would give. I, I enjoyed the film, but there's no schlock. It's it's a Hollywood movie. Um, but I did enjoy the experience, so I'll give it a four. I I'll be the 
the to- uh, tail end Charlie with only two uh, really just Jerry Reed has a couple of moments. Um, but uh, I mean, that it's Jerry Reed gives you the two. Uh, more heart than budget. Uh, I didn't see a budget. I didn't see a budget either. I, I don't think that this, I, I, I mean, Dom DeLuise showed up, Jerry Reed showed up, but I mean, I'm not, not too sure that, uh, they made their call times. Yeah. That's... Yeah. I'm not too sure that anybody else cared about showing up. It, this was so typical of this kind of comedy that I would just give this a two. Three. Um, yeah, there's no, there's no way I can really defend this one on, on No, art. this one's... It's not going well for it. <laughs> it's not going sometimes, well for it. Sometimes, sometimes it happens. I, I suspect this will not be our season. This, it's going to be interesting to see how, just how low it goes. I mean, I can say I like it a lot more than its competition at the bottom, generally, of the Octagon. Uh, I enjoyed it more, but as far as scoring here, I mean, I mean, what can you give this? It's a Hollywood movie. It didn't lack for the budget to do whatever they wanted to do. So I'll they also throw give a it car too. chase in there. They, they got Jerry Reed. I mean, yeah, <laughs> wouldn't have killed him. <laughs> I gave it a two. Oh, a two. All right, I missed that. I uh, yeah, uh, I. I, I don't know if they went to the trouble of second takes on anything. Um, <laughs> that, I don't think that was a budgetary concern either. Uh, one for me. Uh, what the fuck <laughs> moments? There's, there was a few things that that I noticed. Like I mean, that that are some of them are just like poor attempts at comedy. So like I mean, the baton handoff of the guitar was pretty ridiculous. I mean. You know the hitman filling out a job application, the the pot scene, like the best shit and stuff like that. And then of course how they go from being small time fences to arms dealers. But you know right near the end at that party, which is crazy. Like there's a guy who goes into the bathroom and, to pee, but he doesn't actually lift the seat of the toilet and stuff like that. And and my my favorite though occurs right at the end where Dom DeLuise's character is promoted. And and he says, oh, it's going to be five years and 1,865 days. And then if you actually do the math on that, that's 373 days a year. So it's like apparently he's going to be working very, very hard in that uh, in that space and time. But uh, leap year. Duh. <laughs> yeah, that's, that'll do it. <laughs> exactly. It's all about the leap year. Um, uh, three. It tried too hard. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. That, that, I think that most WTF stuff is like what they think is funny. Like, ooh, there's a short criminal, and there's a tall criminal, and there's a <laughs> muscular criminal, and there's an old criminal, and those are the jokes, folks. That like, wow. Um, yeah, uh, two. Yeah, for sure. Like the old people that are that are selling the pot and stuff like that. Oh boy. Boy, that yeah, that that never happened. Low hanging fruit, right there. <laughs> Sorry, did you give a score there? Yep. Oh, but it wasn't yeah, I good. Also yeah. got a, I also got a two here. I mean, I'm I'm sure there's some WTFs that I so I'm I'm, I'm assuming that it's not a zero, but I can't think of any, so I'll give it a two. But I mean, it's like most of the things that 
they aren't WTFs because WTFs happen by accident, and everything in here that we're describing pretty much they did on purpose. So, uh, you know, I'll give it a two because I'm I'm sure there's something. I forgot, for instance, that the, I didn't notice the guy didn't uh, didn't lift the toilet seat when he urinated. <laughs> I I'll give it a three based on. Uh, just some of the tonal WTF because it's it's almost a family movie and then there's like stuff like sticking up girly pictures to get the guys to look at the the two way mirror mm-hmm. uh, and then the weird gunfight that just like I don't know why that scene is there it doesn't connect to anything else it breaks after. the movie truly like <laughs> it re- it's a really strange shift of uh, of plot there. It's, I-, I wonder if this was a pilot and they needed to fill it out or something. <laughs> uh, memorable moments. I'm going to give this movie a four on memorable moments based solely on Jerry Reed's theme. I will never remember the rest of the movie, but <laughs> Jerry Reed's theme was awesome. So, four. Um, yeah, uh, because we have possession of this movie, um, I, I'm guessing it was out on VHS. I don't think it was out on DVD, and the reason I think is that anyone who saw it immediately forgot about this film. Um, it does not stay in your conscious, consciousness at all after you see it. Uh, it's such a nothing film. Uh, one. Yeah, it's unbelievable, but it, it did get a DVD release, release at least, perhaps oh, even a Blu-ray. Okay. The, yeah, yeah. I, I, the copy I watched, the copy song. I watched was too high quality to be VHS, so it had to be something. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, memorable moments. Okay, it has Pat McCormick coming in and uh, putting a bomb and some cigars and selling it to them and making a whole bunch of jokes. And I love me some Pat McCormick. That guy was absolutely insane so that i'll remember and i, I really thought the uh the closing uh, credits were very funny and and memorable basically everybody doing the the lineup shot of everybody basically the, throughout the entire movie yeah so i'll remember those two things i'll give it a four uh yeah i don't i don't think even those came back to me until you mentioned them <laughs> so uh two for me crazy concept I mean, I think it's crazy to think that, you know, well, Dom DeLuise and Jerry Reed teaming up for a movie, sort of crazy. Dom DeLuise directing it adds a little bit extra layer of crazy. The actual concept that police officers would take over uh, a fence and then wind up buying everything, absolutely crazy. So... The problem is, it's what they do with this really crazy concept that winds up knocking a whole bunch of points off because they remove almost all the crazy after that. So, I wanted to give this like an 8, but I can really only go a 4. Yeah, no, I mean, this is a weird one. I mean, it is so not our thing, yet... You, you had Tom DeLuise directing Jerry Reed in a cop buddy thing. It should be out there. You should have Don, uh, uh, Dom DeLuise's, like, insane annex. They're not really here. Uh, you should have, you know, Jerry Reed's, like, oh, shucks, darn, let's see your tits um, <laughs> type character in there. And, I mean, 
they're both there, I guess, but they're not they're not being themselves. It's just a, I mean, it's just not insane. So yeah, um, uh, two, I can't go high on anything. Yeah, I mean, I think it is a, a crazy concept. It's just that it got the Hollywood sheen on it to take the craziness out of it. Like the concept itself, if we gave this same concept to one of our favorite B-movie directors, they could have done so much with it because the concept itself is pretty nuts. Uh, you know, um, it doesn't make any sense. So I'll, I will give it a five, but it's too bad that the Hollywood sheen keeps it from uh, scoring even more. I think it's uh, – I, I don't know if it's – like. I think it's a little bit of a wacky concept, but I don't feel like it's a whole movie as a wacky concept, which is uh, it's like a it's like a sketch or it's like a <laughs> uh, like a like a bit from a stand up act as opposed to uh, a whole movie. Uh, I'll actually give it more. I'll give it more points because of that, because it it doesn't feel like they really worked this one out. <laughs> <laughs> but they did try to milk it for all it was worth. Oh. Oh God! It is. Uh, if if you want to see people selling stuff at a pawn shop, this is the movie for you because there's a lot of it. <laughs> yes. Like if you, if you want the fast-paced glamour <laughs> of of used item resale, then uh, yeah. Now you have me further. thinking. If you take out if you take out the party scene at the end and the gunfight, there's probably. 70 minutes of movie and probably 67 of that is people selling stuff in a pawn shop. And, and it's not going to go well for you to watch just that part. Like, I think maybe now we know why they put the gunfight in because everybody was bored senseless before they were, and they were like, okay, no, we got to keep people going. People watch porn stars all the time. That's what this movie was. An episode of Pawn Stars with a uh, gunfight, <laughs> and and just as much stolen merchandise. Heyo, <laughs> I'm only gonna I'm gonna go with the four because actually, as I talk as I talked about that as the whole the whole concept, I'm like, I'm I'm imagining the pitch meeting where they say that and they're like, and then what happens? We're like, no, nothing, nothing. <laughs> nothing was it? <laughs> well, that is what happens. Just just that over and over for like an hour. <laughs> Uh, oh, great. Great. all right well that closes out the balloting and uh that gives it a final total of an anemic 29.5 out of 100 uh putting it third from the bottom on the octagon a uh, couple of points uh, point and a half below uh viva Knievel and right above food fight oh yes wow I mean, yes. <laughs> just the uh, you're owning the bottom of the octagon there, Nick. <laughs> I I think that uh, don't try I, anything you can't win. It's, that's true. It's always a competition between Nick and I for who's going to have the most in the bottom of the octagon. Uh, we we swing for the fences. <laughs> well, there's no question. I would way rather watch this movie than Food Fight again. So I'll give you that. You know, I I realize that I would rather. You know, the two movies I'm just thinking I'd most not want to watch is, well, China Salesman, because I never even finished it once. And and whatever that one with Lindsay Lohan was, that's the, the other shadows, movie that I most is, uh, wouldn't want to watch. Among the Shadows, which would be the sixth from the bottom right now. 
I, th- I think Nick and I have evenly split the bottom ten now. That, is, oh, that, that can't be. You can't have as many as I. I was the one who brought China Salesman. No. You were, uh, but I brought State Park Among the Shadows, Tale of the Mummy. <laughs> oh, yeah, you you got some crap in there. It's no well, question. But again, again. Those bottom three. State yeah, Park. now Nick has the bottom. Nick has uh, bottom three, and I have the next three. So. <laughs> the thing is, Nick might have the top three as well, though. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. Swings for the fences. <laughs> That's so who is that? It's a Babe Ruth that had the strikeout record the same year he had the home run record. Uh, Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> All right, close it up. All right, well, we, uh, well, no, we need to do some business, right? Oh, yeah. We're on Patreon, and uh, we have started posting exclusive Patreon episodes. Uh, those are not an early bird. They will only be available to our Patreon supporters. And, uh, we are also on Instagram at Cult Film Showdown, and we are sponsored by WeTalkPodcasts.com, the home of the Octagon, and We Talk Podcasts has a Facebook, and they have a Twitter. Um, and please subscribe to the show on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. That's right. Be kind. And also, if you, if you do the Patreon thing, we'll give you a shout-out on air, and you can be so surprised that you have to call your girlfriend over. That's right. That's right. We will we will do our best to make you feel included. Just just like just like we try to do for each other. Big, old, big time podcast guys. Know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Well, season seventeen, enter the octagon to octagon harder carries on next time with Gore Gore Girls, and that's uh, that's one of mine. So, anyways, um, I, again, I don't think we need to belabor this anymore. So. Um, <laughs> you sure you sure you don't want to talk about some more retail? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You tied him retail again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see how many of those can re- scenes can we recreate on the show? <laughs> oh, the fun and the comedy <laughs> for Jim and for Jack and for Nick. I am your host, Eighth Dan Stanadu, and thanks for listening to the Cult Film Showdown. The story you are about to see is based on fact. A frustrated burglary squad is in a desperate situation. I mean, we bust them, and then the courts let them go, right? John, what are you talking about? What we do, we set ourselves up as special. You want the police to buy stolen goods? Exactly. crazy? Why don't we join the mob? Columbia Pictures presents... Dom DeLuise. (laughs) Suzanne Pichette. Jerry Reed. Ossie Davis. And the biggest lineup of crooks, schnooks, and case histories on record in Hot Stuff. The story of the most successful fencing operation ever run. Under arrest. By cops. So, hold on to your hat, your car, your portable TV, your electric guitar, your transistor radio, your cops, your robbers, your fish, your raft, your hair, your van, your motorcycle, your surfboard, your sanity, Little Orphan Annie in Florida, and your sense of humor. Because only one person could take a story this true and make it seem so unbelievable. Dom DeLuise. Hot stuff. You won't believe it. But it really happened. Hot stuff.